0: Personal stories, practical help, and timeless principles to help you live at your best. So lean in and let's tackle life together. Hi, and welcome back to First and Main. Today is the day that the Lord has made, so let us rejoice and be glad in it. Are you rejoicing today? I don't know about y'all, but I do know that I am certainly happy to be awake and alive today. Trust me, I do know that sometimes it's a struggle. (laughs) Sometimes it's just hard to get it together and not be in our feelings, but the Lord is good, even if our circumstances don't feel very good right now. He is good, and His faithful love endures forever. That is biblical truth from Psalms 118, and that is something to be glad about. I'm also very happy today because we're going to be sharing the second half of the interview I had with Pastor Roger. If you haven't heard the first part yet, it's in episode 18, and it was awesome, (laughs) even though it would be helpful to hear episode 18 first, and then this one, it definitely is not necessary. Pastor Roger Milam is a pastor from a church in Hampton, Georgia, called Trinity Family Worship Center. He is a leadership expert, an author, a certified coach, and a longtime friend of Debs. And I met him for the first time when we recorded this interview, and he's just so kind. I really enjoyed talking to him and really just learning from him. So in the first part of the interview, we took a self-assessment I asked a few questions to help us really think and consider how we are really doing when it comes to self-care. And then we talked about how our spiritual disciplines are connected to the way we treat our bodies. Pastor Roger actually talked about how spiritual, physical, financial, and relational disciplines are all connected, and when one is off, it can affect the others. We shared some tips on how to be a bit more balanced in our lifestyles to include self-care, and we also shared some practical tips on how to get disciplined and stay disciplined in creating healthy habits. The feedback we have gotten from the first part was really good, so I am certain that you will all enjoy the second half of the interview. I'm really excited to share the second half because Pastor Roger and I dove a little deeper in the topic of self-care and what God says about it all. And we talk specifically about what God says about nutrition, going to the doctor, and stress. There is a lot of gold hidden in this episode, so we hope that you not only enjoy the second half of the interview, but that you also walk away learning something new or feeling rejuvenated and even excited about taking some time for your own self-care. I'm about to play the second half of the interview, and I hope that you aren't hungry because I jump right in and start talking about food. <laughs> but if you are hungry, then I hope this is a blessing to you because we also talk about our diet and what God says about our choices. Okay, here it is. This is the second half of the interview with Pastor Roger Milam. Let's talk about nutrition and diet for a minute. There's a scripture that jumps out to me. It's Corinthians 10 31, and it says, so whether what so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. I particularly like this scripture because there are all kinds of do's and don'ts when it comes to health. Some people believe in eating a vegetarian diet and others say, no, you need to eat meats and vegetables. And then others say, no, you just um, need to cut your, all your carbs or eat all eat all the carbs. (laughs) There's just so much information out there about supplements and vitamins and health. So from a biblical and spiritual perspective, how do you suggest we go about figuring this out? How do we bring God glory in our eating and drinking or whatever we do? I'd, I'd really love to hear your thoughts on that.
1: Well, I think one of the things I said earlier is that Jesus made it very clear that all food is good. Right. You know, he said, you know, there's anything off limits now. There's, it's not the old Levitical law where you can't eat this or can't do that. So he made it kind of open it up for us to eat, uh, you know, whatever we want to eat. And and if you get, if you're not careful with diet and nutrition and vitamins and all that, you can really get in the weeds about a lot of stuff and get really confused on what to do and what not to do. But so for me, I, I like a, uh, I like to keep it simple. So, uh, you know, one thing is obviously if we're made up of 90 something percent water, uh, water is probably a good thing we ought to put in our body.
0: Right.
1: Um, the other thing I've had to learn is how to eat clean. And when I say clean, I mean eat, you know, eat vegetables, eat fruit, eat lean chicken, eat lean um, fish, that kind of stuff. Uh, I, you know, I, it took me years to realize that macaroni and cheese is not a vegetable. So, <laughs> I, you know, I had to kind of take that off my list a little bit. But, uh, And then, and then the thing that Weight Watchers has taught me is to eat in moderation. Hmm. Uh, I found out I don't, I don't have to eat everything on my plate at lunchtime. Uh, if I count my points at lunchtime, I can take half of it home. And then that's the beautiful thing in the, in the evening, you can eat all of the rest of that food for free zero points, you know? So it was a discipline of learning. Okay. I don't have to eat everything. And, uh, uh, but you know, I, I think, uh, uh, I think it's okay to have a free day yeah. Uh, to eat everything you want. I, I just don't think it's good to eat, have a free year. Yeah. Uh, where we just eat anything we want to. In fact, I, I've, I've, I've realized this about our bodies is that our flesh, uh, our flesh will kill itself. Mm. Uh, our flesh likes things. Uh, I mean, that'll harm us. Right. I mean, somebody came up with the idea of smoking cigarettes and I'm thinking, you know, and somehow we convinced ourselves that that was a cool thing to do back in the day. And I'm like, how could anybody think that breathing something into your lungs and back out of your lungs was a good idea, but we do that. So our flesh kind of tends toward that. Anyway, our flesh wants to overeat. It wants to overthink. It wants to overdo things. So we have to, we have to realize that we can give it a little bit of leeway and have some freedom But at the same time, don't don't make it free all the time. And the other thing I've learned about my body and and most people will agree is that if you get some carbs in your body, it's good. Mm -hmm. If you eat, if you eat carbs every day, then you got to have ice cream at the end of the meal because that carb didn't satisfy you anymore like it used to. Uh, So when you go eat and clean it every once in a while, you have something really good. It tastes so much better because it wasn't something you had every day. So, you know, your flesh will just consume. So you got to be careful that, you know, Jesus uh, made it very clear that we're to live in freedom Mm -hmm. and we're to be free. We're not to be bogged down with, oh, I got to eat this and I can't eat that. God won't be pleased if I I eat this or eat that. But but I think uh, I think the bigger the bigger thing about diet is uh, for me is you have to ask yourself why you're eating the way you're eating.
0: And I think that's a great point. I had a client that told me once that she was doing the keto diet and on the keto diet, they don't eat a lot of carbs. And so I looked into it and I thought, well, maybe I'll give it a try. One of the things that I was eating a lot of were apples and apples is pretty high in carbs. And so I thought, how can I not eat an apple? On a keto diet, if an apple is a healthy, it's fibrous, it's good. It's good for you. It's better than eating potato chips, which is also a carb. So, like, making that decision of which carb really is the better carb to have.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think, too, you know, any diet where you can't eat an apple is probably not a good thing. <laughs> you just kind of go, wait a minute, God created this thing. We should yeah. be able to eat it. But, but I, think, I think, too, that the whole thing about why we're eating what we're eating, that kind of thing has a lot to do with it. Like, um, you know, is what we're, is what we're eating glorifying God, mm-hmm. uh, is the way that we look and the way that we feel bringing glory to God. Mm-hmm. And and if it is, and I think that's a good thing, but you know, I, I, uh, I was thinking about this the other day about when I knew I was going to be on this, I thought about when I was 20, I was working out on the gym all the time because I wanted to find this girl and I wanted to get married. And I wanted to look nice. And because John Maxwell taught me that, uh, you know, you attract who you are, not what you want.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I, I knew I didn't want somebody unhealthy and somebody that didn't take care of themselves. So I thought, well, I'm unhealthy. I'm mm-hmm. not taking care of myself. So I need to do something. So then when I got my wife, uh, then I thought, oh, I can eat when I want to again, you know, and I'm like, no, that's not how it <laughs> works. But and then at 40, it was all the why going to Gold's Gym yeah, all the time was about, well, i want to look good. When you get when you're 40 and you're a guy, you get to the place where you go, oh, man, I'm losing my edge. I need to work out. And, and now I'm 60. So at 60, that song from a, uh, Elevation Church, that says uh, uh, Graze the Garden and it talks about live, live, uh, dry bones here, the word of the Lord. That's where I am now. <laughs> now I'm just in a place like I just want to live. You know, I don't have to look good. I just want to be in great shape. But going back to that, it, it's really about why we're eating what we're eating. If, if we're eating to look good, to be attracted to the opposite sex, but we're married, yeah. uh, you probably ought to check yourself about why you're working out and why you're eating right. The point I'm making is you want to you want to represent Christ well. Right. And it has a lot to do with why you're eating what you're eating more so than what you're eating.
0: Right. That's a good point. And I think a lot of people eat for emotional reasons and that emotional reasons does get tied back into your spiritual health as well. Like you were saying earlier. So pastor Roger, when it comes to people of faith, seeing doctors having regular checkups, what do you want people to know?
1: Well, I guess the the easy thing to say is we only have one temple and we're responsible for it. Yeah. Um, You know, I've had people say, well, no, the Lord's responsible for it. I'm like, no, he's, no, he's really not. (laughs) We're responsible for the temple that we have. And uh, I find it interesting in the, in the old covenant, uh, in the old Testament, uh, the Israelites, if they had a skin rash or they had something going on in their body, something was happening. They would, uh, which is interesting. They would quarantine them outside of the city for seven days, but the word said that they had to go and show their self to the priest. And if the skin rash or whatever was wrong with their body was fine, they could come back into the community, which is another whole, we don't have time for that story. Why? Because then he sent them back out for another seven days uh, to make sure that it was clear before they came back. I always thought it was interesting that we got quarantined for 14 days uh, when we have COVID. So wonder where they got that from, but that's another, that's a story for another time. But it said it says in the scripture, "Go and show show yourself to the priest." Well, in their day, they didn't have doctors; uh, they had to show themselves to the priest to see if what was going what was going on with them physically was okay. Mm-hmm. So, and then when Jesus comes around, uh, the story, the beautiful story of the ten lepers that come down and they're, they're crying out to be healed, and Jesus tells them, He says, "Go and show yourself to the priest." And the Bible says, on the way, that all of them were healed but only one of them came back to giving thanks. But I thought it was interesting that Jesus basically said, Hey, uh, go to the doctor. He was telling them, go, go and get yourself checked out. And on the way to get their self checked out, they were healed. One comes back and says, which is another whole story, but one comes back and says, uh, you know, wanted to thank him. And Jesus said, where are the rest of me? So I don't know where they are. He said, well, but Jesus made a profound statement that day. He didn't tell the guy to go and be healed. He said, go down and be made whole. Mm-hmm. And when he was talking about whole, I believe he was talking about being whole spiritually, physically, financially, every, every area of your life, be whole. He was telling him, look, this you're not just getting healed, but, but you're getting whole. So with that said, I, I, think, I think going to a doctor is um, one of the greatest things you can do to tell the Lord, hey, I care about what you gave me. Uh, I believe with all of my heart the same way that I'm anointed of God to be a pastor. I believe there are people that were, that were created by God to be doctors Mm -hmm. and they're practicing medicine. And I know people say, well, they're practicing on us. I I get that whole scenario. Uh, but at the same time, uh, God's given, you know, people wisdom and people that spent people have spent their whole life, uh, learning what can help us to a degree with our bodies. Now that, that doesn't negate, um, the power of the Holy Spirit to heal us and all that goes that. But if you got time for one more, you got time for one more real quick story?
0: Yeah, love it.
1: Okay. Um, four or five years ago, my doctor, a Christian doctor, incredible lady, every time she ever did an examination on me, every January I go, I have a complete physical. And uh, just to make sure the levels are right, my blood's right, my cholesterol's right. My cholesterol was 277. Uh, I was running, uh, I was running marathons or half marathons. I was doing CrossFit two or three days a week. And she sat down with me. She said, Pastor, I love you. And I wasn't her pastors, but she said, Pastor, I want you to know your cholesterol is 277. And if you don't start taking this pill, you're either going to have a heart attack or you're going to have a stroke. Mm -hmm. I said, no, no, no. God's got me. I said, I got this. I said. She said, no, listen, I know you're doing CrossFit. I know you're running. You, You run all over the place. I get it. She said, and you're trying to eat clean. I get it. But the bottom line is what you have, this pill that we can give you will lower your cholesterol so you don't have a stroke or have a heart attack. I said, no, God's got me. God's going to take care of me. Uh, Three years ago, I had a stroke. Oh, my gosh. I woke up with the left side completely gone. And uh, ringing in my ears was that Christian doctor going, hey, take this pill. Well, I got through all of that, got on the other side of it. And probably one of the best sermons I ever preached was I asked my church one day, I said, if you could sit down with Jesus and have a cup of coffee, would you do it? And everybody said, yeah. I said, well, if you could sit down and ask him anything, you could ask him, would you do it? And they said, yeah. So I I preached this whole message about Christ is the head and we are the body. Mm -hmm. And when you sit across from a doctor that loves Jesus, that tells you, hey, you need to do this. That is the same as if Jesus were sitting across from you telling you what to do. And a lot of times we want to do this whole thing of, well, there's science and medicine, and then there's God. No, they're all together. Jesus said it this way. Uh, Some disciples came to Jesus and said, uh, we saw somebody cast out demons. We told them to stop. And Jesus said, those that are not against us are for us. And what Jesus was saying was all good and perfect gifts comes from the father above. So doctors and medicine and all the things they can do to help us live and to accomplish the goal and the purpose God has for us for our life, I believe. So from now on, man, when I hear a doctor tell me something, if I'm talking to somebody and we're talking about marriage and this guy says to me, here's how you make your marriage better. I look at them going, they're a believer. And that's the same as if Jesus were telling me. And in, in this whole segment we're doing here. uh is I, I don't think I'm Jesus. I don't yeah. think you probably think you're Jesus, but we are the body of Christ. And if we will listen to each other through, through Jesus, through us, mm-hmm. man, we'd be so much better people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I listen, I believe in doctors. I believe you. I mean, my cholesterol now is only one twelve, and right. I feel great about it. And yeah. somebody said, yeah, but you're on medicine. I'm like, yeah, I am. But I yeah. wear my seatbelt in my car too. Yeah. yeah whatever you got to do to protect yourself.
0: That reminds me of the the story. You may have heard it before where there is a flood and a man is sitting on top of his roof and, um, he's praying for God to please save him because he doesn't want to drown. And an airplane comes by and and throws down like a a ladder for him to climb up. And he says, no, no, it's okay. Um, God's going to save me. And he makes the airplane go away. And then I, don't, I think a, a boat comes by and and he says, come, come on in, hop into the boats And he says, no, 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 it's okay. You know, God's going to save me. And the boat leaves and the man ends up drowning and he's in heaven. And he's saying, you know, why didn't you save me, God? And God said, well, I sent you a, an airplane and I sent you a boat.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've always told people that the answer to your problem is always another person. Yeah. You know, people say, I'm praying for a sign. I'm like, no, no, no. No, your sign is another person that the Lord is going to put in your life, or it's going to be a podcast, or it's going to be some kind of video or something you're going to watch. And somebody's going to say one thing that's going to give you a paradigm shift in your mind that's going to change the trajectory of your life. uh, But we got to be listening for that. We got to be listening for the voice of the Lord through the people. And God always uses those uncommon, you know, not on the platform people to tell us something that'll change us.
0: Right. Well, as we wrap up, I do want to spend a few minutes just talking about stress, which can really take a toll on our physical bodies. Stress can come from anywhere, from work, family, finances, our health, relationships, Um, Right now, maybe fears about COVID and the recent national and international situations. And the truth is people are facing all sorts of stressors. And since our normal way of life has changed so much since 2020, stress is at an all-time high, I feel like. And the people, the way people are dealing with stress can be very different. All of us have different ways of coping. Some ways are healthy and some are unhealthy. No matter the type of stress, stress. How does a personal relationship with Jesus and the ability to be led by the Holy Spirit help us deal with stress in healthy ways?
1: Well, one of my one of my favorite verses of scripture that I memorized years ago was uh, Philippians 4 and 4. It says, uh, don't be anxious about anything, mm-hmm. but in all things through prayer and supplication with all thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Then it goes on with the promises, it says, and then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. Will guard your heart and guard your mind in Christ. Uh, I grew up with uh, one parent that didn't worry about anything, and another parent that worried twenty four seven. So I kind of leaned toward the parent that worried all the time and was stressed out about everything. So I had to teach myself not to worry about stuff. And the only the only scripture I could find to help me with that stress was simply, "I got to give everything over to the Lord all the time." Yeah. So as a pastor, if, I, if something's coming up, I'm praying about it. And when the enemy brings it back to me, I'm praying about it again. When the enemy brings it back to me again, I'm praying about it all over again. I think that's one way to deal with stress. I think another way is, uh, you know, I believe every morning Jesus got up and spent time praying before he started his day. Uh, and I'm and I'm not a real morning person. I'm more of I'll pray the night before, mm-hmm. uh, but wherever that is, you know the time where you pray and ask God to fill you with His Spirit again. Because I believe what I was saying earlier that uh, when you're filled with His Spirit, afresh and in you every day, uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit brings you emotional stability. Uh, people don't think they're connected to each other, but when your spirit man is full of the presence of God then your heart gets changed and all of a sudden some of the stress and some of the stuff you're worrying about in your heart and in your mind has to, has to bow down to the presence of the Lord. Uh, but if you don't renew that every morning, if you don't say, God, fill me up again with your spirit every day uh, you know, it's a, it, you know, it's a lost cause. I think the other thing that for me and, and a lot of, for a lot of believers, especially a lot of pastors is, I've always told people that if Satan can't drag you down in sin, then he'll push you over the top doing good works. And we get stressed out because we're doing all this stuff for everybody. And it's never been God's agenda. Right. Uh, it was never God's agenda in the first place. When we When we don't have the time to take to exercise at least 30 minutes every day because we're too busy serving other people, Mm -hmm. we're missing the mark. And what happens is Satan, if he can't drag you into sin, he'll just push you over the edge. He'll send people, good meaning people that will go, hey, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? Can you do this for me? And all of a sudden, man, we're doing doing all this stuff and our self-esteem is off the chart because man, look at all this stuff I'm doing for people. But man, God never intended for us to do everything for everybody. I think one of the most powerful words in ministry and in life is no. Yeah. Where you just tell people, hey, can you do this for me? You say, listen, I love you. I don't have time in the day to do that. Well, what are you going to do? You don't have to tell them you're going to the gym. You don't have to tell them, you know, but, but you got, you've got to have the time where uh, you'll be stressed out if you let Satan run you ragged and run you into the ground and he will do it. I've yeah. seen ministers die of heart attacks because not because the minister. well, let me say this. Jesus said in his word, his burden is easy and his yoke is light. If your burden is heavy, the chances are you're carrying a burden of good deeds and good works that Satan gave you that God never intended for you to do. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing for me has been, um, you know, this is a confession, I guess. And I guess we can you know, you can you can cut it out of here if you want to. But my confession is uh, I don't sleep good at night because I like the show Criminal Minds. <laughs> yeah. So I watch three episodes of Criminal Minds and then lay in the bed and go. I don't know why I can't go to sleep. <laughs> you know, when the serial killer in three episodes has killed people and cut them up and this and the other, I'm going, why? Why can I not go to sleep? Right. Uh, but I, but I've had to learn. I've had to learn not to do that. And then the other thing for me is uh, uh, just last night, Donald and I were sitting, we're laying in the bed together, and I had my phone in my hand looking at Facebook. Uh-huh. And she had her phone in her hand looking at something else. And for 30 minutes, uh, so I looked over and I said, you know, what we're doing ain't right. She goes, I know. <laughs> and uh, you you put that phone down mm-hmm. and then go to sleep and, and you can't go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah because you're just so wired up. And, you know, we got to know the latest, greatest thing that happened to Suzy Q. So we got to look at it, you know, <laughs> yeah. and we got to swipe all of our things off our list uh, to know that we can go to sleep. Now, you know, the world's at peace because now we've got everybody off our screen, you know, right. <laughs> and, and we just got to learn how to do better at that. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to share. I hope uh, uh, John Maxwell said something to me uh, 20 years ago, John Maxwell said, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share things with you. He said, but it doesn't matter what I share with you. It matters what the Holy Spirit is saying to you as I'm talking. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping somewhere in uh, in this uh, today that uh, someone didn't hear me, but they heard some, maybe some little paradigm shift in their mind that went, oh yeah, you know what? All self-discipline. Maybe it was the all self-discipline is by somebody else. I got to have it accountable, whatever that may be. But there's always something the Holy Spirit will say to you that while the guy's talking that you went, man, I need to write that down. So write it down, put it on a mirror in your bathroom and work on it. Yeah. Uh, because out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> yeah.
0: We cannot wait to have you back with us. Thank you again for being here with us today. Wasn't that awesome? Pastor Roger is great, and after the interview, I put him on the spot and asked if he would come back to talk with us again, and he said yes. One of the things he is passionate about is helping people have great marriages, so we asked him to specifically come back and talk with us more about marriage. He actually loves it so much that he has written two books about it, and you can find both of them on Amazon. The first book is called... The List, A Journey to a Great Marriage, and the second one is called The List, Ingredients for the Marriage of Your Dreams. So you definitely want to check those out and maybe even purchase them if you want, so that way you're prepared when we have Pastor Roger back to talk with us all things marriage. Okay, so after recording and listening to this interview, I thought about some other things. I thought about all the things that we steward or take care of in our life. If you're a parent, you probably take care of your kids and you watch over them and make sure they're good and healthy and happy, right? If you have pets, more than likely you're taking care of them and feeding them and giving them water and hopefully taking them to the vet for their checkups and shots. And if you have a car, hopefully you make some time to take care of it and get some oil changes and brakes, and tires when needed, because if you don't, it'll just break down. And just like Pastor Roger explained, if we don't take care of our bodies, they will break down. God gave us a body, and so we really do need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves, taking care of our mind, and taking care of our soul, and taking care of our body. And when we do, I believe that it's a form of worship. You know, one way that we can praise and worship God is by stewarding the body which He gave us, being thankful for it, and showing appreciation for it. Let me ask you this. What happens when you see someone not appreciate something they should? It probably bothers you a bit. I know it does me. So I wonder, how does God feel when we don't take care or appreciate the things He gives us? Such as our body. And just like those appointments we make for our car to have oil changes and new brakes or new tires, we should also be making time for ourselves to take care of ourselves. Whether it's just a self check in with some self assessment questions or it's an actual checkup with a doctor. I want to leave you with one last story. Earlier this year, I was actually battling some health things myself. For months, I had been absolutely exhausted. I gained weight. I felt really irritable and experienced brain fog, which I have never felt that before. And let me tell you, that was scary. At times, I couldn't remember the simplest things, including names. And so that was also pretty embarrassing. I actually had COVID earlier this year. So I just thought that it was some long-term side effects and I just pushed through and somehow along the way, I made some extra excuses. (laughs) I said that I was tired because I worked long hours. I complained that I gained weight because I was so tired from work that I didn't have the energy to work out. I thought that I was more irritable because COVID just made everything so difficult And I truly believed that I had brain fog because I was just so tired. But the truth is, I was actually anemic. And all of my B vitamins, except for B7, were like really low. And it made sense. I mean, obviously, I was irritable because, first of all, I didn't have adequate amount of blood in my body, which is why I was also so tired. But the blood that I did have didn't have what I needed for my metabolism or my brain. Now, thank God this was an easy fix. But had I avoided it, it could have gotten really bad. I mean, I could have messed up all kinds of things in my body and all types of things could have gone wrong. So the point of my story is this. I pushed myself and I made excuses. But at the end of the day, I just needed a good checkup with the doctor and some blood work. (laughs) <laughs> That's it. Easy peasy. So, with that being said, let me ask you this Is there something in your health right now that you need to take a hold of? Is there something that you should do, or maybe something that you shouldn't do, to make you more healthy? Now, I promise you, you are not the only one. But God does tell us that we are to steward our body. And so, I just really want to encourage you to take some time to figure out how well you're doing with that, pray about it, and then come up with a plan to address whatever it is that you need to do to take care of yourself. We hope that today you feel encouraged to steward your bodies better. I'm encouraged and I'm definitely ready to start incorporating more of these physical disciplines into my life. And I want to do it with you guys. So let's do it together. I know we say it a lot, but we really do love taking this journey with all of you. We can't wait to meet with you here again at First and Main, your avenue to living well. Have a great week.